Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Incredible Friday Fry Show. Welcome to the Beautiful Butterfly Show, where we provide a platform to inform, inspire, and motivate our listeners. Presenting you with amazing guests from entrepreneurs, authors, music artists, poets, and more. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Welcome, everyone, to the Beautiful Butterfly Show. I'm your host, Bianca Fly. Of course, the Beautiful Butterfly Radio Show is brought to you by Vibration Radio. That means you're listening to a show that's being broadcast globally, you guys. So welcome, welcome, everybody. I know it's been a while. Guess what? I miss y'all, too. But B-Fly has been fluttering, making moves, in the words of Cardi B, making money moves. Um, but, uh, of course, tonight, you guys, we are well. I mean, uh, a special guest, but she's more like family. She's like one of the most supportive people that I've come across um, in a long time. And I'm talking about Carrie Anderson, you guys, author Carrie Anderson. She is joining us this evening. We're going to be discussing her book um, entitled What Comes Next? Together We Are Strong. And this is uh, actually the last um, book of the Wallace family saga uh, saga that she's been uh, putting together a series of books. And so she's going to give us all the details on all the blood and sweat and tears and all that great stuff that was poured into this project. And later on in the show, you're going to find out what she's working on next. I know um, as readers, we always are interested in what our um, great authors are working on next and what they're going to be bringing to us next. So she's going to share those details with you guys as well. Uh, But if you have a question or comment during the broadcast, feel free to call in. The number is 347-326-9139 is the number. We would love to hear from you. But we're not going to delay any longer. We're going to bring the special of the hour on here. Carrie, you there? I am here. Hello. How are you? Hey, I'm good. How are you doing? I'm doing pretty good for no sleep. I've been up since 4 o'clock this morning, but I think my second wind just kicked in. Oh, man. Look, I feel you. I think we must have been up at the same time because I feel like I've, I've gotten zero sleep. 
Um, I, I think myself included, I think I've been up since about 4.15, 4.30. Um, and I'm like, oh, my goodness. But I, I'm great. I'm feeling good. I'm glad to have you here on the show. Um, I know you're always listening, always supporting our guests. Uh, but it's good to be able to have this opportunity now to actually sit down and chat with you and, and find out what's going on uh, with you as well. And so, Carrie, for the first folks out there for this may be their first time uh, hearing you speak, hearing you talk. Tell them a little bit about who is Carrie Anderson. So I am Carrie Anderson. I'm from the San Francisco Bay Area. I've lived a little bit in a little bit of each location or a few locations in the Bay Area. Um, I started self-publishing my books about five years ago. Oh, actually, this month makes five years ago that I self-published my first book. To date, I currently have 18 books self-published. Uh, of those 18 books, 16 belong to my uh, Wallace Family Affairs saga, whether it's the main storyline, which is the Wallace Family Affairs, or the uh, sideline, which is beyond the Wallaces, which are stories about um, folks who interact with the Wallaces but not necessarily maybe main characters. And then mm-hmm. I just recently released the final, final finale to the Wallace Family Affairs Saga, the Together We Are Strong series, which had two parts, uh, present and then what comes next. Um, I am a single mother of one, and I like to call her the teenager, but she's no longer a teenager, so, you know, we're kind of battling back and forth about what I call her next, because I want to call her the adolescent, but she wants to be the young adult, which rightfully she should be. Um, Right, right. I enjoy, uh, <laughs> as they always do, right? They, you know, the right. independence. I can remember being that age. I remember. I remember. Um, <laughs> but I enjoy, um, I enjoy writing and just taking in beautiful scenes and just like imagining the backstory to something. And even when I meet new people, like I'm saying hello, how are you? But as we're talking, I'm constantly filling in the backstory, just you know, in my imagination, things like that. So. And I'm always looking for the best in people, you know, and that's not always easy to find sometimes. So um, my model is support others, and then eventually you might get a little bit of that back. So Mm -hmm. so it's it's a wonderful opportunity to be here. Um, I appreciate all of the support that everyone has given me. So uh, from yourself, Robert's Reading Rooms and Review, um, my Mm -hmm. author friend, Angie Liddell, just everyone who has been very supportive to me, I really appreciate that because the self-publishing, you, you don't know what you don't know until somebody tells you. And you're, like, right. learning. You try to study it, but you don't exactly know until you encounter certain things. So I, I feel like even though I've been self-publishing, I've been busy just writing, not so much uh, networking as I should have been. And so meeting new people was always a pleasure. And um, today I am fulfilling a wonderful, wonderful dream. So my favorite author is Eric Jerome Dickey. And uh-huh. uh, today is the first day in his book tour for his new release that came out today. So I'm going to his book signing. So I flew out here to Southern California, which is why I've been up since 4 o'clock in the morning. A little bit <laughs> delirious. <laughs> but I flew out here and then I met up with uh, Kiana House. 
and we had breakfast together and fussed in the mall and things. And I, she was one of my wonderful, supportive Facebook friends that I met through Facebook, actually. She's a avid reader and a great person to know. So now I'm just I'm here and getting ready for the, the book signing, but to calm my nerves, and to get the jitters out of the way, I had to talk about stuff that I know. So that's just a little <laughs> bit about me <laughs> and these Wallaces. <laughs> awesome. For you, um, Kiri, for the folks who um, uh, may uh, this be their first time tuning in, hearing about you and your work, um, how did the mm-hmm. Wallace family um, saga begin? Where did you Where did you draw that inspiration to create? such a family that would eventually create, you know, this longevity um, of, of series of books. So it started, this man was driving me crazy. And I, I really felt like I was getting ready to just lose it. And so I started doodling on my phone, just, you know, just writing like <laughs> I needed to change my reality because I was going crazy. Right. And I shared it with right. my, uh, with my soul sister, number one, shared my little doodles with her, and she was like, more. And she wanted more. She wanted to know more. And we used to do this years ago, but I had this huge case of Rotter's Block. But we used to do this years ago, so then it was just a matter of, okay, well, let me give you more, let me give you more. And then from that, um, once I was like, I can't think of anything else to do to these people. Let me write the next book. And so we had Tracy and Andrew and their love affair, their tumultuous love affair, which was originally just my vent, like, this man is driving me crazy. Let me create what I think I should should be with, the type of man that I want to be with. But then there was the cautionary tale, right? Like, so everything that looks good isn't good necessarily, or everything that, like, you think, oh, that person is with the, the perfect person, but actually there's things that you have to deal with in any type of relationship. So right. there was Tracy and Andrew, but then there were so many things that I didn't answer in their story and I needed to write more. And so from that, I wrote um, Sometimes Love Isn't Enough, um, which is the the second book in the Wallace Family Affairs, and um, Love Is Just Enough. And that's the story of Amber and Malcolm. And that story, it was just, it, it gave me the opportunity, the wonderful outlet to just write about my family as big and diverse as my family is and multicultural as my family is and just, mm-hmm. you know, change some, some, take some creative liberties and, and, and kind of rewrite history the way I would want it to. But that story, Amber and Malcolm would not let me sleep. I'd go to bed <laughs> late at night and then wake up early in the morning because they're like, okay, get up. You got to tell this story. And I was just like, ah, okay, Tracy and Andrew didn't talk to me like this. You guys, um, Okay, and then I found myself being very cranky, so I had to apologize to my friends. Like, I just, I'm not getting any sleep. These characters are just taking over everything. But that story is still, like, the story of my heart. And then from there, it was just this wonderful canvas to continue to create and to tell these stories about these family members and to to bring it to a place. So as I was writing and I was creating, I think I was in on the fifth book in the series, and my daughter said, why don't you just write all the books to a certain point and then just have this one grand finale with all of the characters, 
which was an amazing idea. And so right. I said, okay. And so after the fifth book, I started writing uh, present. But as I wrote present, I realized, well, there are certain holes that haven't been filled. And so I had to go back. And from writing at that point, because present was supposed to be uh, the sixth book, but that turned out to be hmm, in the series, the series is 16 books long. So in the series, oh, wow. you would want to say that that's the 15th book in the series if you're reading it in the order. But there were so many holes that I had to fill, so many in order to tell that story in present, there were things that needed to be explained. Like I needed to explain uh, Amber's parents, Annette and Tim, right. which turned out to be this beautiful love story that I absolutely love that flowed from my heart, and I loved it. And then, there, like, Daryl is one of the most noteworthy characters in the Wallace family, and you needed to know a little bit more about him because his always song and dance was, I'm, not, I'm never getting married. I don't understand why you you guys are being weak about these females and all this stuff. I'm never getting married. Well, meanwhile, he's saying that. But in the background, there's this girl that he absolutely loves that is a complete and total challenge for him. And he just he doesn't know how to deal with the fact that she's punking him, basically. And Daryl is the first one to call someone on punking out for their woman or doing something or whatever. So that story needed to be explained. I needed to give you some background to let you know, like, about the changes that Daryl was going through. And then you have Derek, who everybody knows as Mr. As Mr. Little Malcolm, but really, is he really Little Malcolm or is he just more like Amber's family that Malcolm seems to fit in with? And it's just the Wallaces are this big, huge family that at the end of the day, their family comes first, and respecting your family is the utmost and, and foremost uh, piece to their puzzle. That's how they get along. Mm-hmm. And in present, you see where everyone's story picks up. So their their stories ended in their individual stories, and then present shows you the current day. The current day, what's going on? Is the present, is it a gift, or is it the present as in present tense? But it gives you all of the current stories as to what happens to them next. Cause you have some cliffhangers in some of them, if you want to say quote unquote cliffhangers, but there's like, so you want to know like with Yusef, what's, what's happening with him and Angela, you want to know about, um, you want to know about him and the paternity test test for his children. Daryl, you want to know if Daryl and Kendra are actually going to get together. And then Malcolm and Amber, are they actually going to get married? And then in the end, is Malcolm really going to die? Because there's a few times that he hints like Amber's going to be the death (laughs) of him or what have you. So is Malcolm really going to die? And, you know, they had a lot of my readers in the uproar, like, don't kill Malcolm, but I'm saying (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> um, what if it's beautifully written, though? Like, it's, there's no other choice. And right. then they're like, well, I guess. But then you got to read the book to find out if he truly dies. <laughs> as a as a author, um, how how close or how deep uh, do, do you find your relationship uh, begins when it comes to certain characters in your book? Like, sometimes do you find that certain characters in your book like you really feel like you you know this character like you really feel like you know that this is somebody that you actually know and so you have a tendency to have a stronger connection um towards the one specific character more than the others you know what i i want to say that i have more of a well the 
character that I identify the most with is Tracy and all of her dramatic and self-doubt mm-hmm. and, and, and insecurities. That's right. definitely me. Um, but it depends on the story that I'm crafting at that time. At that time, I'm in their emotions, what they're thinking, what they're feeling, their point of view. And it may not necessarily agree with mine, but this is that character's story to tell. Um, mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, there's, there's always that Amber, there's Malcolm, there's crazy Lainey and all of her craziness. And, I, you know, I have my little meltdown moment, so I can definitely relate to her. And or my goofy moments where someone is like, really? I had no idea you were really this silly. And like, you have no idea. I'm a complete <laughs> nut. But I'm shy. So <laughs> when I first meet you, I'm kind of quiet. And then once we have an opportunity to talk and things like that, then okay, then I can be my silly, goofy self. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> when it comes to you also um, writing a series of books, uh, what are some of the challenges with with keeping the storyline hot and 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 making it intense to bring your readers in because sometimes I know for me as a as an avid reader, um especially of some authors, you know they've written one book and they wanted to you know and, and made it into a series, and so once you mm-hmm. read, you know go into maybe after book two or the th- three or however long it goes, sometimes the the storyline begins to mm-hmm. fall off and it's not as exciting as, as maybe the first two or three that pulled you in. So how did you go about making sure that each series, you know, definitely gave the reader something like, Oh man, this, this is just getting better and better, you know, until the end. Well, for me, the, the key was making sure that there was a truth or a factoid mm-hmm. that maybe may have been glossed over or not truly just, mm-hmm revealed in a previous right. book that's revealed in this one. So then right. my my direct messages light up like, oh, my goodness, did you even really <laughs> say that? Or something like that. It's like, well, I suspected this all along. I had an idea, and so it's that building up to it. And for me, like my beta readers would say, okay, so I know what's going to happen next. So I'm listening to them and things, and I say, oh, okay, so it's that transparent. Let me change it up. Let me let me change, throw a curveball in there really quickly so then it's, okay, so you thought that this was happening and this is what I was building to and then something comes out of left field. But it's something that comes out of left field but then it's based off of the series, what's happening with the family and and issues with the family, like all of a sudden maybe Zoe enters the room and maybe if you've not read any of the other books, you say, okay, well, who's Zoe? And you get an explanation of who Zoe is, but if you follow the series, then you know exactly who Zoe is and you're like, oh, sookie, sookie now, what's about to happen? Oh, what's going on? You know, but it's, um, it's a matter of just, trying to craft, weave in those those extra little details and those little jaw droppers or maybe in every story isn't going to be a jaw dropper. Sometimes it's information, in fact, to get you to the right. next point. Absolutely. But I try to try to add those tidbits from, mm-hmm. from the previous storyline just to keep everything relevant and linked together. Absolutely. Absolutely. And so for you, um, also with this series, uh, what was that feeling like <clears throat> for you um, to have to bring it all together? Because I know that once you start a project, you know, it's like your baby. 
and you're pouring mm-hmm. into it, and then you finally, I guess, what made you decide that it was time to, you know, wrap up the the, the chapter, so to speak, um, in this family? What made you decide, okay, this this should be the final book? Well, I was just kind of listening to readers and, you know, the feedback is when uh, a series goes on and on and on, sometimes less less is more, and you want right. to leave them wanting more. And you don't want to continue, like, your readers, they want to, they want to know about this and they want to know about that, but sometimes it's best to just leave it on a happy note, and then there it is, and it's done. And then maybe in the future, just a glimpse of looking back, well, here they are, or what have you, but for the most part, you you don't want to, like, exhaust your, your readers. Like, like, I know everyone loves Malcolm. And loves my Malcolm because <laughs> there are a lot of Malcolms, but my Malcolm, they love my Malcolm, and he is a beast. But Malcolm is getting older, and he's yeah. tired of the drama, and we don't want to keep putting him in the middle of things. So we put him in the ultimate hot pot in what comes next and present and what comes next. And now it's time, now it's time for him to rest and enjoy his family and work on his relationship with his children and now grandchildren. Mm-hmm. So. You know, at some point, everybody needs that resting place, and I just didn't want to continue to just drag it on and on, even though at first I really wanted to, but then I was like, no, that's not fair. It's not fair to them. So we'll just <laughs> let it, we'll just get, we'll take them to a nice resting place, and then we'll just leave it there. And, yeah. Awesome, and, and awesome, rest awesome. in peace. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. So what we're going to do is we're going to take a break um, because we do have some questions. Um, coming from Facebook from from some listeners and so um, if you guys on the line um, want to ask questions as well go ahead and press one and after commercial we'll bring you in so that you may ask uh, your question um, as well you guys so stay tuned don't go anywhere I will be coming back with more uh, from the awesome Carrie Anderson you guys right here on the beautiful butterfly show Hey everybody, how y'all doing? This is Lyrics Brown, author of the Law to the Hustle series 1 and 2. Also author of the Devil's Calling Card 1, 2, and 3. All available on Amazon. And when I'm not writing, I'm listening to Bianca Fly here on the Beautiful Butterfly Show. Y'all be easy. Give me your heart to have forever 
Am I not strong enough? Am I not worthy of? You're an intellect. You see life through a realistic depiction. Pages of literature. So real. Straight out of fantasy fiction. There must be more to this reality show than the housewives of false perception. You are the epitome of the ride and die ship. That's not ironically speaking You're my extraordinary woman in the making I'm blinded from your x-ray vision So intense to me When I speak, I stutter and stutter But do these words resonate to you lyrically? This feeling is in response to what I hear Brain waves trigger to what lies dormant in the ear. Is there any truth to what's in my sight? Puppeteering me with your strings as these thoughts begin to take flight. Show me and use me when you're ready. Like an expired brand of liquor, the taste, it gets better when I'm aged. Mentally rich, contemplate it while you figure me out. And into the picture, Superwoman, save me. Mystical woman, you made me an advocate to love. Give me your heart and let's triumph together. Images harmonically dancing forever, forever, forever. To the beautiful butterfly show. I'm your host, Bianca Fly. This evening, we are joined by the lovely Carrie Anderson, you guys, as we discuss um, her book entitled What Comes Next. <clears throat> Excuse me. Together, we are strong, you guys. And so uh, tonight, we're talking about um, her last series to the Wallace family um, saga. And so uh, she is on, you guys, and discussing the process of this book, the characters, and more. Um, and I know we have some questions from some listeners um, also. And so, um, Carrie, this one comes from Gabrielle from Texas. Uh, she says, uh, what has been some of the lessons you've learned thus far um, by being self-published? Um, that you definitely want to pay attention to uh, who, when someone comes to you about signing with their <clears throat> publishing team, you mm-hmm. want to pay attention to the con- the contract that you're signing. Or even if someone comes to you and says that they want to write an anthology with you, you want to m- make sure that you understand the terms of that that relationship and that you're all in agreement before you go all in. Uh, and you definitely want to, you know, you want to make sure that you have 
the the platform to market yourself because marketing is is the legs that you stand on when you're self-published. And being that you're self-published means that you do it all on your own. So you definitely right. want to learn as much as you can and make as many allies as you can. Absolutely. Good answer. Good answer. Thank you, um, Gabrielle from Texas, uh, from that question. And uh, we got a caller on the line here, area code 770, uh, last digits 1401. State your name and where you're calling from. Good evening, um, Bianca. How you doing? Hey, Carrie. This is Robert White from Atlanta. Hey, Robert. How you doing? I'm well. I'm making it. I'm kind of frustrated because I was supposed to got off work at four and I didn't get home to six. Had to work oh, over. No. Other than that, I'm walking around the house just <laughs> listening and I had to call in and support my Carrie. <laughs> Thank you, Robert, so much. I greatly appreciate it. You are so you the most supportive I heard people, earlier so you doing the book signing. You going to see Eric Jerome Dickens? I am. I am. I'm going today. So I'm oh, wow. so excited. I have my favorite book for him to sign for me, and I'm I'm just excited. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, the person that I wanted to ask, I'm going to let Bianca ask because she keeps saying it, so I don't want to ruin it. But I'm going to just continue to listen. <laughs> I just want to Colin, let you know I'm supporting you and that you're <laughs> me because, you know, you really go hard for me. And, I, you know, I had to call in. You and Angie, y'all my heart. <laughs> oh, thank you so much, Robert. Appreciate that. <laughs> and it's not hard to go hard for you because you are an avid reader. You are fair with all of your reviews. And you, re- you read some of everything, which yeah, is so appreciated. Definitely. Yeah, and, you know, and yeah. You just you have a kind soul, so thank you so much. You see that, and how could you not support you? Absolutely. Well, thank you, Ed. Absolutely. I just want to y'all, y'all have to go time. check out um, Robert's Reading Room. Really, um, Robert has put me on to a lot of books that I, I had no clue about um, and books that I right. probably wouldn't have read just, you know, just randomly. Um, but from him um, doing reviews and showing them on Facebook and Instagram, I've been able to add a lot of books. Uh, just this year um, to my to my reading um, catalog because of Robert. So uh, definitely kudos to you, Robert, for for putting people on uh, to different genres and and different types of books. Um, we we definitely appreciate you and need you. <laughs> well, you welcome. Yes, A lot of readers who um they sit with one genre and they they get burned out. They be complaining. Mm-hmm. I got. I can't read, I can't read, I'm tired of reading. I'm right. like, well, you need to open up your mind to read the different things because it's something for you in every book. That's the way I take from when I'm reading books. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. 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 And we definitely uh, thank you for calling in. And I hope I asked your questions. Um, before, <laughs> before the broadcast, yeah, but I'm gonna keep listening. Y'all have a good night, though, okay? All right. Bye, bye, Carrie. Bye, Robert. Awesome, awesome. Let's go to our next caller, area code nine two five, last digits four seven four eight. State your name and where you're calling from. Uh, my name is Angie. I'm calling from the Bay Area. Hey, Carrie. Hey, Angie. How are you? Look, I'm look, good. Angie, 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 Angie,
I love it though. <laughs> and, and now you got me laughing with the patients looking at me like, is she on the phone? <laughs> No wonder we sitting out here waiting forever. She on the phone. <laughs> Y'all not going to do me like that. Y'all not going to do me like that. Right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh man. So, yeah, I'm but at work. And he always goes 200% for everybody. Like, even if it means that I'm calling you in between my work days, thank you, Angie, so much. I truly appreciate you. Yes. So, uh, two things. First of all, congratulations on the book. It's reading well. I'm reading, and you know I am. Thank you. Um, I'm glad you're out there seeing Air Jerome Dickey. Now, did you bring your book like we talked about? <laughs> I did, but I did not bring the one that you suggested. That's okay, just as long as you bought one. Good girl, yes, good girl. I did. I okay. did, I did. So I, I was now, just so checking I in to tell you. Hmm. That's all right. That's a, I can call you after I get off work, too, and bother you. Make sure you do that. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, but I just wanted to call and tell you, you know, whoever has not, who's listening now and may not have read anything from Carrie, I hope y'all can hear me well because I'm whispering. You should go get her book. Even just the support that this lady gives everyone, her spirit is just alone should make you want to go and support her. And I'm not saying it because she's my friend, but we Mm -hmm. met, and like she said, she's shy when you first meet her because when I first met her, I was kind of like, okay. (laughs) And then we sat down and we talked, and this has been my girl ever since, so Kudos to you, Carrie. Good, 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 Thank good, you. good look on you. And Bianca, you too, because you've been making sure you represent us in a great way. And I love you. Oh, Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate so you keep that. keep up the good work too. Um, Thank you. you think of else? Hey, Robert, I know you listening too. Thanks, boo. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I think I covered everything. Now, Carrie, don't let me get to the end of this book and find out you killed Malcolm, okay? <laughs> it might be some uh, friendship. It might do something. Yeah. Everybody has threatened to disown me if Malcolm dies. And I'm like, you oh, have to read man. and see. You oh, have to read not. and see. I know. Uh, I got okay. my tablet here at work, and I, you know, I've been reading in between writing and reading. Right. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> And patience. <laughs> right. So, yeah, have fun in L.A. Make sure you take 20, 20 pictures so we can talk about it later. Almost definitely. We'll do. <laughs> yeah. All right. Oh, oh man. All Thank right, you so much for calling. You're welcome, Bianca. You know I'm going to call in. Even if I don't say something sometime, I'm listening to you. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely right. appreciate it. <laughs> no problem. No problem. All right. Okay. All right. Y'all have a good one. You too. Thank you too, Angie. Uh huh. Bye. Awesome. 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 Um, Caroline, um, from Ohio, uh, she says, "Has there ever been any character, um, that once you began writing about them, you actually didn't like, um?" Have you ever had that experience, Carrie? Uh, yes. When I wrote about Pam Latour, like she, Pam Latour is the mother of Malcolm Latour, 
Mm-hmm. And Pamela Torre is a liar, or Pamela Latore is a liar. She's a thief. Mm. And um, in her book, which is titled Last Words, she, at the beginning of the book, she is in fear for her life because she knows she's about to die. She doesn't know who her captor is, but she's telling, repainting her story with her interactions just in her life and the reasons why she's the way she is and then her interactions with Malcolm. She's trying to tell the story in a way that makes it seem like she was just misguided or she was just a little dysfunctional. But um, throughout the course of the story, as the story's going and, and she's telling and I'm seeing her story as it's going, it's like, yeah, you're not exactly telling the truth. And And I didn't right. want to paint the picture that this was a love story because, you know, normally my, my stories are centered around the loving relationship between a man and a woman. But right. in Pam, Pamela Latour's case, it wasn't a love story about a man and a woman. It was about a woman fearful for her life and lying mm-hmm. her through her teeth, trying to, try to appeal to her captor's uh, soft side as if he had one, especially not for her. But what she didn't <laughs> know is that he knew the whole story. Mm-hmm. And when he called her on it, she, you know, she about lost her stuff. But yeah, she was wow. the character that I really didn't like, and there's just no liking in her because she's just <laughs> evil. Yeah. Absolutely, Where, absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. Carrie, what the the process of, of writing this book? Um, because I, I hear you talk about a lot about the, the engagement of you between your readers. And it's one of the great things that I've always admired um, about you, as well as other authors who have formed those type of relationships. Because oftentimes, you know, we we go out, we purchase uh, certain books from authors and it's hard to have that dialogue with them it's almost like some authors are kind of untouchable you know so to speak you know you read their books but you never have an opportunity to ask them like well what did you mean you know by putting this in the book what is it you know what does this you know really mean and so to be able to have that connection how important is it for you um as a writer as an author to have that connection with your readers where you have that you know that open door policy where it's like hey uh, if you want to come and ask some questions about the book or give that feedback or, like you said, everybody, like, girl, you better not kill Malcolm. I mean, you know, how, <laughs> how important is it to, you know, have that open dialogue, you know, with your readers and supporters? It's extremely important because when you're in the writing process, you're in your head and you're you're listening to your characters and they're telling their stories and, and you know, you're you're trying to craft it out to the best of your ability, but you need to know how it translates, and and different people interpret things differently. So where my beta readers, who are three very different women, um, they they may interpret things one way, and sometimes Mm -hmm. that's based upon knowledge of me. Someone who does not know me at all may say, well, why did you think this? Or in one review, someone said, you made a a good girl seem like a bad girl. And I had to really think about that, like, well, in what regard did they think did they feel that I made a good girl look like a bad girl? You know those mm-hmm. those type of interactions. You you need that feedback, kind of like when the the filmmakers make their films and then they do the the test run 
with a live audience, and then they're looking for audience reaction to different scenes, and then they may cut things according to those scenes. Unfortunately, once you publish the book, you can't really go back and, and cut things or change things, but right. it also gives you important feedback for the next project when you're moving forward. Remember that constructive criticism you got back there. You want to make sure that moving forward, you, you incorporate that into your next work, and then you're trying to consistently grow as you're writing because you want to be better. So that, right. that interaction, that feedback, I, I need that, and I love it, and I encourage it to people to reach out to me via um, messages on Facebook or Instagram or whatever, whichever way, or even on my website. If you leave a message, I, I will get it. And and or if you write a message, I will get it as well. And I just I appreciate them. I treasure them, whether you're it's constructive or not. You know, I just I need to know how how did it hit you? And if someone says, "Oh, I'm reading your book right now," I always want to know. Well, okay, so where are you at? What part are you at? Oh, keep reading, keep reading because oh, it's about to be, it's about to get so much better. That's normally my reaction. And then I'm sitting there on pins and needles, like, okay, what is it? Okay, so then this happened, that happened, this happened. That. Oh goodness! Oh wait, they're about to hear this. Let's see if they sigh. What did you think about that? What did you think about this? And so, uh, if someone's ever read my work, I always want to ask them, well, what did you think about this? Or I would ask them, are you Team Malcolm or are you Team Dwayne? And to date. Dwayne's numbers are very low. And I'm like, really, another Team Malcolm? And people are just like, yes, that man, he, like, he grew up for that woman. I'm like, I get it. But nobody, no love for Dwayne. Dwayne was a great guy. I was even talking with uh, Kiana about it earlier. I was like, Dwayne was a good guy. And why he gets no love, I don't understand. But everybody's like, nope, it's all about Malcolm. <laughs> In being a writer... Um, how have you made sure um, that your connectivity um, to your audience um, stays there? Um, and what made you, because I know you uh, mentioned earlier how you focus on when it comes to uh, relationships specifically um, in your books. And so what made you kind of focus around that realm of relationships and, and all the various dynamics that can happen, you know, with relationships? Well, for one, you always, if you can't, those who can, they do, and for those who can't, they write, right? Yeah, so right. for me, it's, it's just, it's, it's writing about relationships gives me that, that, that other side of the coin, like, yes, you may feel like, you know, this is lacking or that's lacking, but let's see if you actually got that. How would that turn out for you? And, and there's always the chance that it could be wonderful and it could be amazing and things, or there's the chance that it couldn't be. Well, if it couldn't be, let's play with that and, and try to turn that into something else, and let's see how we can spin it. So my mind is always playing against itself. So if you start off this way, so if you start out as best friends, how do you transition from best friends to uh, lovers, and then how do you translate from lovers who with dysfunctions into a relationship, and then the choices that you made in your past, how would they come back and affect your relationship in the future? Or if you know this guy comes along and he's great and he's wonderful, but there's things about him that you don't know and the questions that you don't know to ask. How how do they affect your relationship and how you two interact with each other and, and how you deal with each other? I'm always playing against myself, and, and those relationships are always the core of it. And 
just playing, well, what if this and what if that? It just it helps to ground me and to remind me that people are human and that no matter how great the relationship, there's flaws, and it's a matter of how many flaws can you deal with and how many can you live with. So, in a lot, and nine times out of ten, everybody wants that love story, and I have to remember that because for a moment I was like, in reality, that does not happen. I don't understand why you guys are pushing for these happy endings. That's not reality. But see, you need to escape. So you need when you're escaping, you don't want necessarily that 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 dose of reality. You need a little bit right. to make it real, but you don't necessarily always want that hardcore reality in the in the place that you choose to escape. So it's always Absolutely. playing against that but then trying to get to that let's let's find peace. Maybe. Absolutely. <laughs> Carrie <laughs> for you, um, just for the whole process, what do you feel or how do you feel um writing um has contributed to to your life? Um uh, what ways has, has writing um these stories and in these creating these characters, how has it helped you um as far as being a writer and just as a person in general? It has helped me calm down so much because mm-hmm. uh I'm extremely dramatic, if you couldn't tell. And um <laughs> just my reactions to things can be a little just like, Oh my goodness, but no, if you think about life and you think about how life plays out, nine times out of ten is one or two things can happen, and it's a matter of how you react to something that determines how your future is going to be. So writing helps me to stay grounded in that, you know, this moment isn't the end of the world. There is more Mm -hmm. to come after this and to just hold Mm -hmm. on. And maybe if you can craft it that way, um, if you can craft it that way, then maybe you can see it happen in that way. It's just writing has been an amazing outlet for me. And my mom said even she's noticed the difference in me from when I began writing to where I am now. Just my 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 inner peace is, is there because I can I can work out all these what ifs without actually right. damaging my soul. So it, it just mm. it helps so much. I love that. I love that. I absolutely love that. Um, for you, um, and this question comes uh, from a Leslie. Uh, Leslie from South Carolina, she wants to know, um, how have you seen your growth um, as a writer expand uh, from when you first began to now? Oh, my goodness. There's so many things. Like, I do go back and I read my previous stories just to to look for any holes or any parts of the story that maybe I could expound upon. And when I right. read, like, my first writings versus my current writings, the, the, the storytelling, in my opinion, has gotten better. I, I'm able to tell a story a little bit easier, a little better, and craft that story in, in a more cohesive way than maybe when I started, especially Tracy's Complications was my first try and that honestly wasn't going to be a story so the difference between the way I wrote then versus the way I write now it is mm-hmm. in my opinion is better I hope everyone else thinks so too um, mm-hmm. but it's just the more you do it the better you get I can't remember where I saw that someone somewhere on the internet somewhere when I was researching something 
someone interview and the author said, the more you write, the better you get, so just keep writing. And to make sure that you have a nice, strong catalog out there, the more you write, it's the easier it is to find you as well. So that was my goal, to get as much as I could out there, saturate the market, and hopefully, you know, fill somebody with a little bit of entertainment. Great question, great question. Um, Great question. Man, I'm, I'm looking at questions from my listeners this evening. Um, if you guys are just mm-hmm. tuning in, we are on with Carrie Anderson, you guys. She is the author of What Comes Next. Um, and uh, we have another um, caller on the line here, uh, area code 323, last digit 6200. State your name and where you're calling from. Hi, I'm Kiana. And Hi, I am Kiana, welcome. Inglewood. <laughs> I always wanted to say that. I know, like I said, I'm too saying it, but I just always wanted to say that like, for some reason. <laughs> welcome. Oh, everybody How does. are you? Everybody does. I'm, I'm well, thank you, and yourself? I am doing great. Uh, we are on, of course, with Carrie Anderson um, today. Hello, Got a question or comment for her? <laughs> yeah, I have more of a comment. I couldn't think of any questions because I think that I have basically bombarded her enough with uh... (laughs) first of all I have read every single book that she has written amazing and yeah I you mentioned earlier well Robert mentioned earlier how you know Mm -hmm. we we get into this reading one genre and then we kind of start to get fed up and we don't want to read anymore right and so i stumbled across her just by happenstance and read Tracy's Complications. And then when I saw she had so many books, I instantly hit her up. I'm like, I need to know to order the books. It, I, it took me a month. To, yeah, seriously, seriously. Because I'm one of those who I want to know where it's going, how it started, right. each person. Absolutely. So um, I, I believe I read the first 14 from maybe in, a, in about a month. And you know her books mm-hmm. are not short. Right. <laughs> um, but but I just wanted to say that I am so blessed to have met her and to have any type of interaction with her. She is a beautiful spirit and a beautiful, beautiful person. And her books will have you in just on the edge of your seat. They they have drama, but not hood, and it's 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 just it's right. an amazing it's an amazing journey. Of course, I'm Team Malcolm. Anybody that isn't has issues. <laughs> <laughs> just 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 um a beautiful beautiful storyteller, and and you know it's a good story when you can see it when you feel the emotion. When a book makes you cry, and these are not real people, (laughs) (laughs) then you know that the author has done a very good job to me. And so I just (laughs) want to tell you that I appreciate your work. You know I don't like Tori, but that's a whole nother. (laughs) 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 And thank you for having her on. I think that, you know, she, so many independent authors, are you miss them you miss them because they don't have the big or not even so much big but the publishing companies behind them right and so lately that is what i have started reading more independent authors and 
Let me tell you, if you're listening, there are so many beautiful people out there. You guys, we're sleeping on them. We are sleeping on them. We, we really need to be more supportive of our sisters, our brothers, and these independent authors because, man, you, you don't know what you miss when you're not looking at them, you know? Exactly. So thank you That's so right. much. I appreciate it. And good no problem. Thank you. <laughs> All right, ladies. Thank you Have for calling evening. in. We really appreciate sure. it. <laughs> Bye-bye. Awesome. I love the love. I love the love. <clears throat> this evening, you guys, and once again, we are on with author Carrie Anderson. And for you, um, Carrie, with this whole experience, um, and I know that uh, you have continued uh, this phenomenal series that people are definitely uh, committed to and devoted to, and they're serious <laughs> uh, about these characters. And so um, I know the year is still early. We're four months, but, you know, I feel like this year is flying by already uh, for, for some odd reason. Um, and so we have to ask, what is in store next? What are we going to get um, a taste of next coming from Carrie Anderson? Well, next, my next release will be a book titled Looking Down, mm-hmm. and it's about a young man named Jasper Steele, and Jasper Steele, this book will be a standalone. I got to okay. put that out there. It will be a standalone. <laughs> uh, Jasper Steele kind of grew up alone. His grandparents raised him. His He didn't know who his mother was. Um, his father um, was out living on the streets. Um, a lot of bad things happened to him in his life. And, you know, his grandparents, that old soul, his grandfather was, his grandparents were always very supportive of his father. They understood what happened to lead him to the life that he was in. One day they got mm-hmm. a phone call that they had a grandchild that they needed to pick up at the hospital. And so wow. Jasper grew up with his grandparents until he's about 10 years old. Uh, his grandmother passed away suddenly, and then his grandfather, they found out a little while later, was sick. So he ends up in the system, but he tries very hard to hold on to the teachings that his grandfather gave him. So from that, you you see him navigating as far as his life and his relationships and even trying to figure out relationships with, with women and his relationship with his with his father and, and just and how that relates to his life. And then there's mm-hmm. also the character Lila Clarion who – um, she she has amnesia. She wakes up suddenly in Golden Gate Park in San Francisco, and she there's this fog around her head. She doesn't she doesn't remember uh, how she ended up where she was at. What's going on with her? She only remembers her mother's name. And so as time goes on, little bits and pieces start to come back to her, and she remembers she's multilingual. She speaks French. She speaks. Spanish, she speaks all these other languages, and that she lived this really affluent life before she ended up on the streets, and just as her recollection to that comes, and then her also relating to people and the things going on around her. So um, I'm in the rewrite process of that story, and I was uh, telling Kiana earlier today that I want to try to have it out by the end of the year. But I don't want to rush it because there's a lot of things that I, that touch on different things um, that I want to make sure that, that when they touch them that you understand them, kind of like that touch that turns into gold. So 
I'm, right. I'm kind of massaging the story right now to make sure it's cohesive. And once I feel it's ready, then it'll definitely be out, hopefully by the end of this year, at the very latest, early next year. But I'm trying to slow down and make sure that I have time for my uh, family and family relationships. So Absolutely. You know, I've been kind of Absolutely. in my for five years. <laughs> <laughs> and so for you, Kier, how do you go about determining um, what book, you know, is going to stand alone? Because I know um, I've talked to various authors where they've created that one and said, you know, it was just one book. And then when people read it, they said, I want more. Give me more of this sure. character. Give me more of what's going on here. How do you determine um or or is that, you know, open to change as well? Or, or how do you determine which is going to be, you know, that, that standalone book? <laughs> well, when I wrote Secrets and Lies. My intention was to write the standalone book that did not center around the Wallaces. And I still had a few Wallace Easter eggs hidden in the storyline. And you had to be really familiar with the Wallaces to to catch them. But when when – you you want to try to challenge yourself to do something different and to paint a different picture that isn't re, uh, doesn't rely on the previous stories that you told. So for this one, I want it to be a standalone just because I, I want to try to get break away from the whole series idea. And I, I promised my readers that I wouldn't do any more cliffhangers. So with that, the the book has to be complete. And I want to challenge myself to do something different. Now, I cannot promise that you won't see any Wallaces. I won't promise that for this book. But, again, this is a standalone story, so it's its own story. And I, my my goal is to make it as complete as possible. So whether you know about the Wallaces or not, you will enjoy this book. Wonderful. Absolutely wonderful. Um, and one question I have to ask, um, because <clears throat> I've noticed as well, and I think um, Kiana mentioned it as well, you have created some lengthy books. Um, <laughs> and so, because I know for some authors, they're like, no, I'm going to keep this book, you know, under 500 pages. I'm going to keep this book under, you know, 200 pages, What, whatever the case may be. But I was noticing, like, even months ago, um, and, and I believe mm-hmm. even when you first came on the show, and I was looking mm-hmm. at the the page count of your books, and I'm mm-hmm. like, man, these aren't books. These are, like, um, dictionary <laughs> trilogies, right? like, encyclopedia. Yeah. And so <laughs> what made you, instead of just saying, okay, you know what, I'm going to cut it off at 300 pages, what made you just say, hey, you know what, I'm going to put, you know, I'm just going to put whatever I can put, you know, into this book, into this book. <laughs> well, I am a naturally long-winded person. I want you to understand <laughs> why I flicked this finger the way that I did and then turned it in such a circle so that you understand when I gave you that come here gesture, all that that meant when I did that. So <laughs> I'm, I'm long-winded. By just by nature, but not only that, um, again, when I was doing research, someone said, don't worry about the page count, the number count, just tell right. a story. So mm-hmm. if I'm telling you the story and I'm giving you a complete story in which I didn't intend for or initially even think to make the Wallaces a series, I just wanted to tell the story, I want to tell you the complete story. So with each person giving you a complete story means that it's going to be a little longer. And then the way that my beta readers are set up, they wanted more of the story each time I gave them something to read than just a little piece. So 
with that, I'm making I was trying to make sure that I gave them a complete story and that with the complete story that it's it's told properly. So with that, you wouldn't believe how much I chopped out of those stories and they still end up so long. And it's like, yeah, I'm sorry, but I I, I don't want to chop it. I don't want to do any more cliffhangers and book one and book two. I don't want to do that anymore. So right. you, you got the encyclopedia. Here you go. You're welcome. But it's a complete story. So, yeah. you know, from beginning to end. Absolutely. I, I know for me, I love those type of books. Like, uh, if the story is great and good enough, I, most people aren't going to mind, you know, reading all those pages because really, you know, you fly through them in no time, uh, even before you, you even know it yourself. And you're like, wow, I, I can't believe I read this, you know, um, amount of pages or whatnot. And so, um, of course, um, you got the new book um, coming out and so forth. And so, um, have you thought about, um, perhaps, I know this is, is definitely uh, a question <laughs> to be decided, but have you thought about creating maybe a movie, maybe a film based off of the Wallaces? I I thought of that, and my, my answer to that, it came to me one day, I think when we were in the process of creating the cover uh, for what comes next. I I would love to have present and what comes next the Together We Are Strong series in one movie, a big okay. blockbuster with all the Wakanda supporters, and then <laughs> an HBO series for all the background stories. So for Tim and Annette, okay. their book, uh, maybe okay. eight episode series, and then that way you move through the Wallaces and it's the same characters right. that you loved in the film. But then you get all the background stories, and then the film makes that much more sense. Absolutely. That would be my, that's my that's my dream, and one day I'll figure out how to make that happen. Absolutely, I love that. I love that. And of course, um, besides the book, uh, what are some other things um, you're working on as well? I know some people are wondering if you're going to be um, on a book tour, doing some book signings, events, all those great things. Uh, what what's next in store um, coming up for you as well this year? Well, unfortunately, since I am left to the vices of my finances that are neither here nor there. Um, I will not be able to attend any um, book signings unless they're local. And the West Coast, okay. the support is not exactly there like the East Coast. So hmm. I won't be able to attend any book signings this year, but I really, really hope to be able to do it uh, next year because the book signing or the book event that I went to last year was great, and I met a lot of great people, and I would love to be able to do that again. So mm-hmm. um, it's just meeting readers in, in person just adds that personal touch. So I, I definitely want to do that. It's just a matter of getting there. Yeah. And you mentioned about um, the support not being as great. Why do you believe that is? Is it because there's um, so many writers um, in the Bay Area, or is it just hard to – kind of navigate to to different areas out there? Well, I think the Bay Area is so diverse that um, African-American literature just kind of gets lost in in the the turnstile. There are a lot of literary events out this way, especially in Berkeley, but they don't really cater towards or or even represent African-American literature. 
where you have your own, if you will, chitlin circuit uh, on the south or, you know, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. even Midwest. So uh, the support is definitely there on that end. And I believe that there's a few events that, like, Kiana told me about a couple. So there are a few events here. It's just a matter of knowing about them and and knowing the right people who know about them. So eventually, hopefully, we'll know about everything and every everyone will work together. But right now, as it stands, if you want to really connect with your readers, it's best to travel over to the East. Awesome. Okay, awesome. And so um, don't forget, you guys, if you're local, uh, make sure you connect uh, with Carrie uh, so she can show up at some of your events, you guys, who are out in the <laughs> Bay Area. And so, um <clears throat> Carrie, for the folks out here, um, tell them how they can go about purchasing um, not just um, all, um, the books that we're discussing tonight, what comes next, but also um, your other books. Because if people are like me, uh, like Kiana said, I like to read the whole series and really find out uh, what's going on. Um, so tell mm-hmm. them how they can go about um, purchasing your books. Well, you can definitely reach out to me directly. Um I'm available through Instagram as author underscore Carrie the Writer Anderson. Um, if you direct message me there, I will definitely get back to you. I have a website, Carrie the Writer, www.carriethewriteranderson, and Carrie spelled C A R E Y dot com, Carrie the Writer Anderson dot com. And if you write a message on my guest book, I'll definitely uh, get back to you there. Um, if you friend me on Facebook or just send me a direct message through Facebook in which I have an author page, which is awesome, I'm sorry, is Carrie the Writer Anderson or my um, my um, Facebook page, if you message me either one, I will return your messages as well. Uh, or you can just go over, hop on over to Amazon, and if you want to download the ebook. Uh, I have an author page there, Carrie Anderson, where all of my books are listed, and you are more than welcome to purchase an ebook there, or um, the paperbacks are available there as well. So uh, I believe I tried to saturate the market as much as I possibly could with my Carrie Anderson uh, self, uh, and I tried <laughs> to keep my logo um, consistent or my um, picture consistent, which is my Carrie the Writer Anderson logo, so you'll know each yeah. time that I'm there. And I'm on Goodreads as well, so you can you can find me anywhere and just send me a message, and I'll definitely respond. Awesome, 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 awesome. Um, at the end of the day, um, Carrie, um, 10, 20 years from now, uh, what, do you, what do you want your legacy to be um, as a writer, as a author? Ooh, like, I would want to be remembered as that author who who wrote about love from the slant that everybody can have it. It's just a matter of maybe accepting not only things about the other person, but accepting things about yourself. Right. Um, at the end of the day, my theme is always love and acceptance and you know, looking forward and not so much looking back. So hopefully that translates well in my, in my work, and I would love to be remembered for showing that everybody can have it and that if you want it, it's yours. You just got to get it. Absolutely. 
Absolutely agree. And um, what would be your words of advice um, to those aspiring authors, those aspiring uh, writers out here, especially those who are going the the independent route? What would be your words of advice uh, to those individuals? Number one, to keep writing. No matter how well you think you're doing today, tomorrow you will be better, so keep writing. Two, there are enough readers for everyone. There's no reason to compete. If you include and congratulate and celebrate your fellow authors, you will get that back. So make sure that you're making friends and not enemies. I know some people feel that drama sells, but it really just does not help your brand. So avoid the drama (laughs) as much as you possibly can. Absolutely, absolutely. And as always, uh, it's always a pleasure having you here on the show. And I can honestly tell uh, that Carrie is one of those individuals who loves what they do. I think that when we love what we do, um, it makes us happy. It makes us excited to be able to talk about it, makes us passionate um, about what we're doing. And so I can tell you definitely love um, getting out here, writing, creating stories uh, for us, and just uh, taking us on this journey with you. And so I am looking forward um, to the next book, and I'm looking forward to uh, more of this uh, come in store um, from you. And uh, you got any final words or thoughts you want to share with the listeners out here? Oh, definitely. So definitely look into the Wallace Stephanie Affairs. And if you just want to get an idea for my writing style and maybe not necessarily dedicate yourself to my series, I have a couple of standalones. Second Chances Retold is a standalone, and it's priced at 99 cents as an ebook on Amazon. And then there's um, Secrets and Lies, which is one of my standard long novels, but it gives you an idea of how I write what I write about, and how I see people. And then, in addition to that, you definitely want to go over and check out Andy Lydell's uh, Tears of the Game, Part 1 and 2. He says, she said, in her newly released uh, Love No Limit, the Rich and Mia story. And then you want to run over to Robert's Reading Room and Reviews and definitely check out his channel and get the latest information on not only the latest books that are out or his choice for uh, Black History Month, but the different book events that he goes to and the different authors that may be out there that you may not have heard about. And then you want to listen to Bianca uh, Bianca Fly's Beautiful Butterfly Show because here you also not only meet authors, but you also meet singers and actors and everyone else, and you get to hear a, a dignified and and engaging conversation between the two and you get to see people through a different lens so um, it's always love and support and support your your fellow author your fellow creator your fellow uh inspiring to be someone else just celebrate the beauty in everyone and you'll get that back Absolutely. I love that. I love it and definitely um, appreciate uh, your support as well of the show. Um, definitely appreciate it so much. Uh, Carrie, Carrie has, has been my, my special co-host at times when, when B-Fly was trying to do too much um, and, and take it take it, take it it too far. Uh, but I'm definitely uh, grateful for um, our connection and I'm just always um, just grateful to see you support um, people in the magnitude that you do. Um, it's always beautiful to see. And so, uh, once again, thank you so much for coming on here. Um, I hope you have a blast. 
um, today at the event, um, seeing one of your favorite oh, authors. And uh, definitely thank you for <laughs> Definitely thank you for taking the time to join us um, as well. And I know you'll be back again uh, to share more with us. And so I hope you have a great rest of your day, and I'll be talking with you again soon. Thank you, and you too. And thank you for having me again, Bianca. I really appreciate it. You're welcome. No problem. All right, you guys. That was Carrie Anderson. Make sure you go and follow her on Facebook um, and connect with her. Uh, then go over to Amazon and buy those books. Uh, you can buy books every month so that you can keep up uh, with her um, and keep up with when she's going to drop uh, those new jewels for you guys. And so once again, thank you guys so much uh, to you guys out here who are listening, to those of you who called in to show love. Uh, we definitely appreciate you. And, you know, we tell you time and time again, uh, we couldn't have the Beautiful Butterfly radio show without you guys and without your support. So we appreciate each and every one of you so much, so much. Uh, so we're going to get ready to get out of here, folks. And of course, um, next week, uh, we have um, some more authors um, coming through, uh, so you guys make sure uh, you stay tuned in for that. I'll keep you um, up to date on the date and the time for that. Just make sure you're following me on Facebook at Bianca Fly or on Twitter at Butterfly Show or on Instagram at The Beautiful Butterfly Show. Uh, definitely stay with me, stick with me. You never know who's going to come through the beautiful Butterfly Show. So with that said, folks, we're going to get ready to get out of here. Hope you guys have a great rest of your day. I'll see you next time right here on the beautiful Butterfly Show. I am Bianca Fly. Have a good one.